Hi, and welcome to Black on the Mat, the space where culture, community, and yoga intersect through our lived experiences. We're your host, I'm Danielle. And I'm Seisha. Join us on this journey to bring representation and shed light on often overlooked stories on the yoga mat. We're creating an accessible roadmap into yoga for Black people, building a community in this predominantly white space. And letting folks already into yoga know that we're here. And we are here. How are you doing today? I could go back to bed right now. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, it's seven. Yes. <laughs> no, and for real, you are three hours earlier than me. And I'm like, so nap? Have I earned myself a nap yet? And you're having coffee and I'm not having coffee. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> I think today's topic is awesome because I don't know about you. My first experience in yoga, I don't really remember it. All I remember is I kept hurting myself. Like I was like thinking about like, how was my, what was my first experience in yoga? And I'm like, I don't know what the first class was because it's always been around me. But all I know is every time I did yoga in the beginning, I would hurt myself. I would pull a muscle. I would sprain an ankle. Something would go bad. And so like, what Mm. was your, do you remember your first experience, your first yoga class ever? So I actually very vividly remember my first yoga class. It was a very specific experience for me. So um, as I mentioned in episode one, my best friend is a yoga teacher. She got certified before I did. She was doing classes. She was, you know, doing her like pre-cert teacher time and getting her hours in. So if anybody's ever interested in yoga teacher training, you do have to do some teaching practice hours, right? So maybe you teach your friends, you volunteer here and there. And so she started teaching yoga classes with her band students at her school. Like she's also, she was, we were both teachers at the time. Um, And so I went And I joined her band students practice for a yoga class and she lent me a mat. (laughs) She gave me a mat to practice with. I don't even think I had a mat to bring. Um, And and I had already, I had like just prior to that also kind of gotten back into like my fitness journey, like going back to the gym and getting active again. So I was, I was interested. I was intrigued. She got to take yoga as a class when we were in high school. I never took that class. I never, that. um, I never tried it. Cause like you're saying it's been around you since forever. Never at Jamaica Queens. Nah, we don't, uh, we didn't do that in the nineties and the two thousand. <laughs> I am one of the only yoga teachers that I know of teaching yoga in Jamaica Queens or that had at that point in time. Cause now I've moved. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, it was not, it was very new to me, but like, I was challenged, but I really enjoyed it. I I felt really strong. I felt really good. And I said, okay, well, I could do this more. And then I told you, and then, you know, I was inspired by her and all of that and the growth and change that I saw in her as far as like continuing to go become certified myself to get these practices in. And so we had completely different experiences. (laughs) came from oh my god this is amazing I'm like this is trash this is and I'm the only one and this is trash I'm like no one else gets is this is it because I'm black is my body not built for this is this a white thing like I questioned all of these different things and I tried different types because I had I remember I didn't 
choose yoga. I think whenever I first did yoga, it's because I had a friend or a coworker like, hey, we're going to get this group on. Like, do you want to come join us? We're going to do this thing called hot yoga. It's going to be amazing. Have you done Bikram yoga before? Um, Not Bikram. I've done hot yoga, but not Bikram. Okay. So I think I've done both because um, I think maybe the first one might have been hot yoga and not Bikram because I've I know I've definitely done Bikram. But thinking back to that first class, I I can see the room. It was like this rectangular square. It was small, but it was long and it was hot AF. I was like, Mm -hmm. yo, I'm a pass out. (laughs) I'm I'm a pass out. Why would I do this? I don't know (laughs) what I'm sweating. Oh my God, this is a hot mess. And then I remember I had Mm -hmm. a knee injury at the time because I played sports I played soccer for 13 years and I've always had like a knee issue and I was trying to tell the instructor I'm like no I you know I can't do that because I have a knee injury you're not pushing yourself hard enough was what I was told these are my first yoga class yes this is my first couple of yoga classes I was basically often told you're not trying hard enough you're not trying hard enough. And so I would try Can you just pause. If you were in a yoga class like this, one, I apologize. I apologize on behalf of that person. They don't know. I'm so sorry. Because what? Yeah. As a teacher now, I'm like, what the F? Like, if I could find the person, best believe I would go back and check them. I'd be like, Sheree, who going to check me, boo? I will check you. <laughs> I will check you. I wish I knew who this person was. but. I remember hurting myself. So that's what I said. Like I always hurt myself. And that's why when I first did yoga, I'm like, this is trash. I'm out. I ain't doing this. This ain't for me. This ain't for people who look like me. I don't see anyone else like me. I don't Mm -hmm. see anyone else being pushed the way I was being pushed. And I'm thinking about it. Was it, do I, part of me wonders, part of it, was it racial of being pushed like I was, or is that just how they were? But it was that first experience that, got me to be like, mm, nah, this ain't for me. And I get when people are like, this yoga is not my thing. It is my thing now because I found the right teacher. I found the right type of yoga. There's so many types of yoga. What types of yoga do you love? Um, So I I truly do. I, I love and I teach vinyasa. Um, But I, I even considering like thinking about my retreats and the things, the ways that I've been teaching. Um, and to, to very, the last class that I taught mm-hmm. was not to my general style of audience. It was a very mixed class and like they, but a very fit class. So I can teach a vinyasa flow 60 minutes. We're going to sweat. We're going to work. You're going to be strong, but like, it, it'll be great. I can do that. And what um, is vinyasa? And that's what I taught. So vinyasa, (laughs) vinyasa style of yoga is movement with breath, right? So it is the faster pace. It is what your power yoga classes are based on. Um, And so if you've gone to a hot power class, you have friends that are addicted to hot power. Yeah. So it's like the starting version of that. Um, And it's tying your movement into your breath. A vinyasa flow for each inhale and exhale, there is a movement. Um, this is where we get our sun salutations, our, our, the flows that you hear of, even if you don't really know 
what it is like, you know, chances are you've heard of a sun salutation or something like that. You know, this is the familiar language and it's the style of vinyasa. I mean, it's the style of yoga that um, white fitness people brought over here to popularize white fitness people. God. That, yeah, I didn't. Oh, I was like, was it not? Let me, I was like, let me, I just, <laughs> that's, that's the style that, you know, they brought over to to capitalize on in all the gyms and things like that, which honestly, and I can't even complain about it because I'll yeah. say this, that was how I got into um, yoga in the gym, really. Right. Yeah. Like, so I took her class, but that was a one off kind of thing. Like she obviously that was a specific amount of time that you do that. Um, and then she started working and this is, you know, a different schedule. I can't break into that class, <laughs> things like that. Um, and um, when I was, I just started attending at my gym. I was also fortunate enough to have like a, um, a thick Hispanic curly haired yoga teacher there too. So it was like a very nice, um, at least teacher to have to say like, oh, I actually trust her. Because I think that if I couldn't do it, that she would have some idea what to do versus people whose bodies look absolutely nothing like mine. And I don't think that they're ever, they've ever been concerned about a body that looked like mine. So how could they find that space? You know, so especially if they don't care, (laughs) because the way you find it is caring and being highly educated. (laughs) So, but I'm saying so. But, you know, we know the way that balance goes. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's my style. I teach vinyasa style. I but I will say this since teaching that class, I said to myself, you know, I haven't really been teaching like this. I have specifically been teaching for curvy women. Mm hmm. Those are the people that that pay for my subscription. Those are the people that are members to my website. Those are the people that take my classes for the most part. That's not necessarily, I don't teach for black women necessarily, or for women of color necessarily. Like, I don't care. Curvy, right? Bigger bodied. I've got meat on my bones. And like, sometimes you need to know what to do with your boobs. Sometimes you, and like, I, I give these kind of cues, like, all right, if you feel like your hip is here, you know, shimmy like this and slide that, you know. And, and I, I acknowledge the things that I know aren't inherently acknowledged in a lot of yoga classes. And then when I taught this yoga class, I was like, there is no one here that this instruction is for, but me, <laughs> like everybody else it's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that was just the situation. And so to realize like who I teach, who I talk to. Right. So I, I feel like I could teach anybody something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> vinyasa is your thing, but are there other types of yoga that you love or are into? Um, I recently, on the retreat that I just attended, I had a fantastic yoga nidra experience um, because it's just, you just lay there and it's so nice. And like, I have, so I will say uh, in my yoga teacher training, I did have the um, good fortune to, I feel like most yoga teacher trainings should Um, show you at least most of the types of yoga and explain what they are, give you some sort of demonstration, a little bit of experience. Um, And so that was a benefit uh, to me. 
from that. And so I did get to experience the things. I, I remember yoga nidra and being all on the bolsters and, and just fluffed up and hanging out. I'm like, this is how I'd like to live life now, you know? And yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a nice, um, it was a really, really nice experience. Um, and I, I do, I enjoy, I can enjoy a good yin class. I'll enjoy yin yoga. Yin, a nice super, super duper slow flow, basically, right? So if apparently there's like just a slow fo- slow flow style from like the Detroit area. And then there's yin, which is like just even longer than that. So most of the poses are held um, between 90 seconds and three minutes. And then if you go to a longer kind of workshop type class, if it's a 90 minute class, you might be in there from three to five minutes, right? So it just depends on who the teacher is, what they do, you know, and, and like, it is still very relaxing. It's not really great for people with poor circulation. Um, and there's so many different types of yoga that like, that's just not it for you, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy a slow flow. A slow flow might just be good enough. It takes you, gives you some time, but it doesn't keep you in that, like in weird kind of folded positions for extended amounts of time in pigeon, your foot go to sleep, things like that. Like those, those things can be uncomfortable. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, but so I do enjoy a yin class from time to time. I, my favorite is obviously beach yoga, which is not technically a type of yoga. It's just a location. Um, <laughs> but I love a good sunrise or sunset beach yoga flow. Um, and I don't know. And I hate hot yoga. <laughs> we have something in common. You hate hot yoga. I hate hot yoga. And hot yoga is just another type. It's great because it helps you sweat. It, it works on the muscle. And there's many different reasons to do hot yoga, just like yin mm-hmm. yoga and restorative yoga. If you are looking for flexibility or just kind of something that's more easy and restorative, those are great yogas. I love mm-hmm. Ayangar. So for me, I think Ayangar was great in starting. It's a great place where I would tell people to start some of their yoga practices because they're so focused in on alignment, like like having your body aligned a certain way. When I was able to do other classes after doing that class, I was able to mm-hmm. feel like I had the vinyasa poses great. For me, mm. I also really love uh, Juvenuti yoga, which I feel like if Kundalini and vinyasa had a baby, it would be Juvenuti mm. So it's because it's very, ju- okay. it's very vinyasa style. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Very vinyasa style, but mm-hmm. they add in chanting, they add in scriptures, and there's those mantras and something like that, which is what I love in Kundalini yoga, which is what mm-hmm. I teach, which I feel is considered the yoga of awareness. It's really a lot more spiritual. It connects and talks about moving the energy in the chakras, and I actually feel something after those classes. And I'm also a certified in yoga nidra as well, which is the yogic sleep you were talking about, which I hella love. Um, I just think there's so many types of yoga that people can go for. But what I'm curious about, you can try all different types of yoga, but what it comes down to it, the teacher really matters. Like, what are your tips for helping someone select a teacher? I think you should be really open when you're trying to find a teacher. The it, you might go to the the very first class that you go to might be like this person is my vibe I love them they're hilarious and then they um, worked me and they were supportive maybe it's perfect mm-hmm. great 
Maybe you don't like that hilarious teacher. Maybe you don't like that teacher. Why are you making jokes right now? I'm dying. You know, maybe <laughs> be open to trying out different teachers, different classes. Um, and like I said, I really got into it by going to the gym. There were, and it wasn't just the one teacher. There were three different yoga teachers that were there every week. So I got to, and, and I lived down the block from it. So it was also very convenient. Yeah. Um, and so find a convenient way to practice. Right. And you go um, just try out the different op options that they offer. Um, most yoga studios, if you are sure, yes, I want to just do yoga. I want different options. Most yoga studios have six to 10 teachers on their schedule every week you know check out one that is convenient to you check out um if and you know you try out try out a month usually they have like a week trial or two week trial something along those lines or you get you know you get the process right so you get the option to try it out actually try out different teachers yeah and see what vibes with you right like what pace you like what voice tone what type of music maybe I think music um, is key. what else for me. Yeah. I think I mean I know it sounds crazy, but music is part of who I am, and so music, the type of playlist people play or don't play, is important. I think. Do you want a teacher that has a hands-on approach? Do you want to be touched? And then, granted, you can tell teacher, mm. "Don't touch me," or not, but I think that's good. <laughs> uh, don't touch me. Uh, teacher's philosophy. Sorry, I couldn't help that. <laughs> no means no. Uh, the teacher's philosophy is important to me now. I don't think it was important to me in the beginning, but because the type of yoga and teachers I'm, I'm looking for yoga that fills me not just physically, but also emotionally. So I want a teacher that has a little bit of, you know, more substance to them than versus like, just keep going, go hard. I don't like a teacher that's cold. So my Anyagar yeah. teacher she was German and I'm not saying this is about German people, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't know, but she was like the coldest person. I was like, I remember the first time she threw shade constantly. I remember saying, Oh, I have this injury. And then I did something. She was like, Oh, it looks like people who said they couldn't do certain things can do things. I was like, did this, did she just, and people were like, Oh yeah, that's just her style. But she was one of the best teachers I've ever had. She was really good at getting you in your right position. And she did care. Mm. She just was really shady in her comments in, in a <laughs> class. And once I got used to that, that was great. But it's like figuring out what works for how you are. Do you want a class that has a community feel? Like, do you want to have students who are kind of together? You know, what's the cultural background? Like testimonials in trying different teaching mm -hmm. styles. I think those are things I think about when looking for a teacher and just trying as many different types of teachers and styles as possible. Do you think that someone can start their yoga practice just online? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's this. I mean, yeah. And this is my answer behind that. Part of me was like, yes and no. I have my two sides of my head. <laughs> yes, because I feel like me getting back into yoga at one point, like after I was like, yoga is trash. I found some yoga teachers online once I was like, oh, this yoga thing is interesting. Let's try this. And I was able to try out different things. I don't feel like it's going to sustain you 
in the full time, I also feel like if you really are about this practice, I I would encourage you to be in front of someone who can watch you and kind of make some corrections. Because I feel the one of the worst things you can do is only have an online practice and not realize you've been doing something that's really wrong for your body and not know. And whoops, I hurt myself. Well, I thought I was doing it right. You know, this is what it looked like what she was doing online. So I mm-hmm. do feel like it's a good place to start to just kind of get your toe in the water, but it's not a place I would stay. You can't stay. You can't stay in the shallow end always. What do you think? So I feel like also yes and no. If you are willing to start with private online sessions, I think it's a yes. I think then you're still getting the eyes on you from a certified teacher. You're getting that that specific one-on-one information, that kind of practice. I feel like that's fine. I don't think you can just learn from scratch on YouTube, right? Or from just a video service. Um, Specifically, just because like you said, you could be doing it wrong and you don't even know you're doing it wrong. And your alignment is huge. Alignment is the biggest part of this um, as far as like maintaining your safety. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, how would you know? <laughs> and if no one can see you and give you adjustments and tell you the things that you need to to switch or whatever, how would you know? You're not going to find out that um, that you're hurting yourself until you've hurt yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's it's important. I think about the type of yoga that I do, the Kundalini yoga. It's not necessarily about alignment per se, but everything is so has every movement has a purpose. So it's like you have your arms up at six degrees, not 70 degrees, not 90 degrees, whatever, at a certain point for a specific reason. And if someone's not watching to be like, hey, 60, not 45 or whatever, you may not be getting the exact purpose of that movement or doing it a certain way. And it's so I do think. Again, it's. I feel like you can start to kind of see what you like, but it's not a place to stop. Not it's not a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Not a place to stay. Uh, is there a cultural relevance to who a teacher can be for you, or how good a teacher can be for you? Well, a funny thing is we didn't even talk about like comedic yoga, womb yoga, and a bunch of other yogas that, you know, connect back to the culture, um, which I think for me, when I was learning about those, I did those online because I couldn't find teachers who were teaching that. Now I do because mm. there's some teachers in Oakland who teach comedic yoga, but I couldn't find that. They were in Brooklyn. They were in Los Angeles. They were anywhere but here. Welcome to San Francisco <laughs> lifestyle. And so I think... There is a cultural connection. I like connecting to people who see me, if that makes sense. Mm. People who I feel like have cultural sensitivities to people of color. I think that makes, that matters. Because when I was with teachers who I felt were for everyone but me, and we're kind of mad. Maybe I was in the class or just treated me like I just didn't exist or didn't even notice that it may have some differences. I right. didn't feel seen and I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't want to be in that class. I mean, it goes back to my first cooling experience in California where 
there were all these white women you know, dressed in white and I was this black girl in all color and you were, and I wasn't, I didn't feel a part of that culture. <laughs> right. And so feeling inclusive, even in not just like the ethnic culture, but feeling inclusive in the culture matters. And that's why when my class is like, I try to make people feel included into me being a person of color, me being a part of this Kundalini culture. What do you think? I feel like I have had such a strange experience in my my transition into yoga, especially as a teacher, and strange in a great way, right? So I had the amazing, like I said, good fortune of having yoga teachers to start that were either my friends or um, someone that looked like me in my neighborhood. And it was in my neighborhood at the time. It wasn't the neighborhood that I grew up in, but it was still local to me. I'm going to the gym with people that I'm walking home with and they're turning down this block and I'm turning down that block. Like I, I had a sense of community to start. And I felt like that was pretty supportive for me in that. Um, and that, that's something that me as a person, the Seisha, Never. I would have not asked for a community. I would have not asked for this at all. And then I say this about people all the time. I don't know about your yoga teacher training. I, we haven't really talked about that either, which we will. Right. But I feel like in yoga teacher training, we build the community like you love these people. And everybody that I go, that I, I say this to, they're like, yeah, no, absolutely. I still love so many people. I connect with them very regularly there. I'm still very close with this person, you know, at least, and we will, you know, gather like, so there's, there's such the, the concept of yoga to me does build that community or does connect people in that way. Because we are so unified when we're in a space, when we're so we're moving together, we're breathing together, we're finding poses together that I feel like if you honestly are in a yoga class and it doesn't feel like community, it, you should right. probably leave. Right. <laughs> right. Run. Run for your life, girl. Um, I mean, yoga is the word means to union. It's yoga. It's 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 Right. Union. So you're, right. you're absolutely right in that. And it does need to have that union feel. I think having that community is really important. But I think what's the biggest thing we haven't talked about right now is like health and safety. And like I talked about what made me get out of yoga was the fact that I would never, like I always felt unsafe. So what are some tips that you would give for helping people stay safe in addressing that in in, in yoga? I think that that's another reason why you should see multiple teachers. I think that that's another reason why you should re do research and practice on your own as well. Um, paying attention to your body and, and actually finding out what the correct alignment is. Sometimes a person is going to give you an alignment cue that just doesn't resonate with you. And then you hear it from a third person and then it finally clicks and it finally makes sense. And now it doesn't hurt anymore because you rotated your foot to the bottom corner left of the bottom left corner of your mat or something like that. Right. Like somebody gave you that instruction. And once you hear it, because you'll hear this, you'll hear some of the same things, but then you'll also hear different things. And I feel like allowing more eyes on you, really listening to the words that are being said, as well as paying attention to what your body needs and understanding that if you are really standing there and this teacher has not addressed anything that sounds like it makes sense for your body, leave. 
Or ask questions. Mm, nothing though. <laughs> okay, I hear you. But like, I, I think sometimes when you're new in a class, you feel uncomfortable to ask questions or be like, I didn't get that. And I think that's mm-hmm. important to be like, hey, I didn't get that cue. Um, uh, I don't know that mantra. You're saying, oh, do Ujjayi breathing. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's important to ask questions. That's true. No, you absolutely should. And you should feel comfortable to ask questions. You should feel empowered to ask questions in the space. Um, you are allowed to take up that space as well. This is a teacher. They are supposed to be at least decent at answering questions and have some knowledge about what it is you're doing right now. Ask the questions, even if it seems weird as well. Because if you think you're the only person dealing with this in your body, most likely you're not. Like, and somebody else else also might have an answer. Because what about this? The, The 20 people, 15 people in class, one person might have the answer in the back that was at somebody else's class six months ago that fixed this problem for them. This teacher in front of you doesn't know each one of these people. Okay. But they could hear it as an educated answer and uh, like as a, they can hear it. And from their educated stance in front of you also evaluate like, yeah, no, that does make sense. Then this, or, you know, maybe this, or, you know, they now have something else to work with. You are allowed to ask these questions. This is a learning and growing space. Um, I feel like any yoga teacher that doesn't feel like they're also still a student is probably also not a great teacher. No, I hear you on that one. I feel like for me, I like to tell my students that no one knows the body, their body better than they do. No mm-hmm. one knows your body better than you. And so I use the analogy of, okay, let's blow it. You blow up balloon. I don't know why this is my analogy, but this is the analogy I like to wear with. You blow up a balloon, it gets big and you want to blow it up and it gets really nice. What you don't want to do is have the balloon pop. And that's your body. You want to expand and go to your edge. And then the type of yoga I do, they talk about getting to your edge, but you don't want to go past your edge. I think most of my issues in the beginning of starting yoga, I was going beyond my edge. And so I encourage people, I can't tell you what your edge is. You are the only one and empowering them to say, this is my edge and I'm going to put my head down. Yeah, we're supposed to be doing this for three minutes, but I'm one minute in and I'm out and it's okay. And I want people to know that it's okay to take pauses just because everyone else is doing and keep going and they're in it and they're growing. It's so easy in yoga and in, I guess, other in things in life to compare yourself to the other person. And mm-hmm. so you're like, well, they're doing it. I should be able to do it. Why am I not keeping up? I have, to, and especially if you are the only one who looks like you in the class, then you start going past your edge. And that's, that's my one thing is like, know your edge and empower yourself to say that I'm not going past it. Right. And I, I, one way, one cue that I usually give, if we're trying to open up, let's say do a hip, hip opener or something like that. And I'll say, okay. Slide until you're comfortable, maybe an inch past comfortable for growth. But if we're not there, like if you're beyond growth, you are at pain, pain is pain. Just stop. You are allowed to come out of it. I don't care if you feel like you're about to topple everybody over like chess pieces, like (laughs) do it. If that's what it takes, you are not supposed to be in pain. Now, with that being said, you shouldn't be close enough to anybody. You could do that. And (laughs) 
<laughs> and I also feel like that's a thing. Those classes that are mat to mat, if you're not comfortable with that, find a smaller class. Yeah. The classes that are, you know, like they're too hot. If you, you feel like you're going to pass out, don't go to a hot class. That's okay. You know, acknowledge how your body and feels and what decisions you want to make from that. Yeah. I feel like for me, if we were going to give advice to helping people who are starting their practice, I would tell them first start to figure out what is their goal behind even doing yoga? Like, what is their tension? Are you looking for better health? Are you looking for like spiritual awareness? Are you looking for physical fitness or flexibility or all the above? Like, ask for recommendations, you know, check out. I still believe in checking out in classes on YouTube. I know you are a little mm-hmm. bit more against it than me per se. I'm saying it's a good place to just see what you like. It's not a place to stay, but then check out classes in person and then being open to trying different things. But the most important thing is being feeling empowered to know your edge, being empowered to ask questions and giving yourself grace. Those are my three big ones that I feel like people need to think about when starting their own practice, starting a practice. What about you? I would say thinking about the options as far as consistency, mm-hmm. don't um, one, I feel like, yes, try different styles and yes, absolutely. Check out different things on YouTube. Check out that's, I have classes up on YouTube so you can hear the way my energy is. You can hear the way I teach. If this sounds like, okay, no, this, I think I could understand what's happening here. Go for it. If you don't find somebody else, this is the purpose. So yes, check out different styles, different teachers, different voices, different people, people, different sizes, um, maybe it's somebody from a different country that you like the way they teach. That's the, try it out. Right. Um, don't go rushing by a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> that is one thing that I feel like happens a lot. You start to get into it and you're like, okay, I want to buy all the things and this and the other. And really my biggest suggestion is to get a private session, whether it's online or in person, get a one-on-one teacher. I would say, I really suggest getting a couple of them, maybe a month of sessions. Not, it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. You don't have to commit to this forever. But if it's the very beginning, especially if you know you haven't been working out, you, you feel out of shape, you feel out of touch with your body, get a couple sessions so you get that one-on-one information. You get the guidance that you specifically need for your body. That person can tell you the right props to purchase, ones you don't need, ones you do need. Um, and then guide you to the right kind of classes. From there, you will have enough knowledge to at least keep up in a class, right? So you have a lot more options. It's a lot more affordable. You don't have to spend as much on a regular basis. You can stick with that teacher if you feel like that's the best move for you. Absolutely. But you don't have to do it that way, right? You can. And if you, even if you don't love the way that teacher teaches, you've got more information now. So now you can find a better teacher for you. You can find a better space for you. Get good base knowledge to start. That's why I don't want you to just pick a YouTube channel. <laughs> pick a YouTube channel. I'm joking. <laughs> I, 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 I had to choose between YouTube channel and getting a package deal at a studio, I would obviously pick a package deal at a studio because I feel like you can try 50 million types of yoga. But I also think that I agree with you. Don't buy a bunch of stuff because I remember like, oh, I need mm-hmm. to have all these things. Well, actually, I didn't do. I had someone, a student came in. She's like, I bought this, this and that. And I was just like, no, you just need a mat. And right now you're starting. You don't know if this is your thing. Don't buy an expensive mat. 
So you mm-hmm. know this is your thing because those mats are not cheap. Go to good old where I was. We'll go to many places. I was going to say a store, but I'm like, we're not promoting any stores. So just go to a <laughs> store. <laughs> go to any store. Right. Get a basic mat that maybe looks cute, that makes you feel comfortable. Your mat is your spot of a judgment-free zone. Like when I tell my students, when you get on the mat, that is your little box of judgment, judgment-free. So get whatever makes you feel the best and rock with that until you feel like this is something I want to do. And then you get into the more expensive stuff. And that's that's what I got for you today. <laughs> I think this is a great time for me to talk about my YouTube channel. <laughs> so even though I do say that you shouldn't start on YouTube, I do have a YouTube channel that is specifically me teaching, again, catered to larger bodies, catered to career bodies um, in my voice. So I fully believe it is catered to people that look like me, but it is obviously on YouTube free and open for everyone. I want to provide certain access And so if you are looking to just hear that, I would love to be, uh, if you, especially if you enjoyed this conversation, then maybe that's something you want to give a listen to. If you're thinking about other types of yoga, I know Danielle has uh, guided meditations available, like they're recording. And Kundalini yoga classes as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Kundalini classes, right? So like, if you're looking to try these styles and you're already interested based on us, you can check those things out on our, um, check our pages, check our websites. The links are all down below. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you understand that not only are we doing this as a resource, we also provide these other resources. And we're in person too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Perfect. Um, yes. So we, we would love to have you in a class. That's all I was thinking. <laughs> no matter what, just honor yourself and try this practice. This is a practice that we both wholeheartedly with our entire with our whole hearts and our whole body <laughs> inside joke um I believe it's a benefit there's so many great benefits behind doing yoga like it has helped me not just physically and I think that's what I first thought yoga was about was focusing on the physical first it has now helped me mentally and emotionally and I work through different things through my yoga practice I would not be here where I am today feeling like, oh, the world can act crazy. And I'm like, I'm still good without my yoga practice. And so that's why we're like, my yoga type of yoga may not be for you. Vinyasa may not be for you, but figure out what's for you and rock Mm -hmm. with that. We're not saying do this, find what works for you. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Well, no. I think that's it. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us today on Black on the Mat. Let's continue connecting, sharing our stories, and sowing the benefits of having a yoga practice in your life. Subscribe to Black on the Mat on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. I'm Seisha, and you can find me at Thick Thigh Yoga on all social media platforms and thickthighyoga.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me at Hello Well with Danielle on IG, YouTube, and hellowellwithdanielle.com. <laughs>